This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. I knew it. Another Heard at Media production. That was a good move. Do you do that to the ladies to get them in the bedroom? And then you're like... It's on. <laughs> Would that work? I don't know. I don't get that. I don't, I don't do that. For weird people like me, it would work. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> what was going on in Hawaii? We just went away for vacation, get away, get away from the madness and take a break and recharge a little bit. So I came back and I've been in full binge winter house mode. What'd you think of? of- all of that. Well, first of all, I'm sure Brian didn't appreciate it, but probably like 12 or 1 o'clock East Coast time in the morning, I sent him a text message because by the time we talked, I was like, uh, too bad, like nothing happened with you and Casey. And he's like, yeah, and like played it. And then I, in all caps, I was like, you fucking asshole, you totally got some. I don't know if they got it in, but like I don't believe so. But uh, and I don't think I don't think there's any follow up to that little interaction. But it it did make for a good full loop storyline. Well, he was trying so long. I was like, I got to ask you about this. Like, are we at a standstill? Like, are we just blue balls all winter house season? Like, what's happening here? Just all light. I could not. And by the way. Honestly, Alex, still laughing. My favorite part of the entire season of every single episode was them on top of you making out. That was a classic. Yeah, it was a classic. I was I was hammered too. Like I was like clutching a bottle or something. Like hammered. So like it didn't even really register. I forgot about it. I saw it. That's what you're like. Um, can I move? <laughs> yeah. Am I okay. part of this? Because if so, like I want to make it fun. But if not, I'd like to just like get on out and like such a mess just every night in there. So that like nobody was surprised by that. Like shit, like that was just always happening. So it's like at that point we we're just so unfazed. I'll you're just, just like, <laughs> are you are you guys just like hammered every night? Um. <laughs> yeah, we like party, for the most part we party a lot. Yeah, we party a lot. Um, but that's all by our choice too. I mean, it's just like we're there to like literally blow off steam, uh, in steamboat. 
So, you know, we, and we do it, we're very effective at that. So, I mean, everybody kind of took their turn. We all had kind of nights where we were, you know, overserved a little bit, but that's, I think that's what makes a family dynamic that much faster is like witnessing everybody at their worst. Like, totally. Totally. Yeah. You're like, oh my God, we're totally bonded. Like I see you now. Yeah. You know what? I was shocked with the little bromance with you and Shorty. There's nothing little about it. Big romance. <laughs> I dig it. Oh, that was it. not, I was not expecting that. Yeah. Now he's such a, I wasn't either. I wasn't either. I think it's the, I think it was like the Midwestness in both of us. Like at one point we're like competing to see who could be nicer kind of thing. And then it just like turned into like, like when I first met him, I was like, this guy's like super condescending or passive aggressive. I don't really know what his vibe is, but then it's like all genuine and you're just like, never mind. He's just like a fucking angel, you know, he's just perfect. So that was, that was probably like one of the highlights of the show for me. Was Our little conversation. Oh, you're, I mean, when you guys are like on the bed and you're like, let's yeah. just, and you know, and your feet are kind of like, not your feet together, but like you guys are just like in your element on your beds and you can feel like, you can see just body language, how comfortable you are. And like, yeah. you really dig it. Well, I'm kind of like that everywhere. I'm just kind of like, have the same energy everywhere I go. I'm the same person pretty much everywhere. So like, it's interesting to see, uh, knowing all these people now, you know, seeing them in different settings. And a lot of them are, you know, just, it's genuine and innocent, especially Tom and Brian, both of those, both my bromance, two very candid and genuine people. Brian's your other boy? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I see too much of him almost. We live like a mile from each other. So. Oh, my God. Duh. You're there now. Yeah. Yeah. We're both in Fort Lauderdale. So, yeah, we, we see a lot of, a lot of each other. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot even imagine you two together going out like mayhem. He doesn't live with his parents still, does he? No, no. They live uh, maybe like 20, 30 minutes away. So I know he's, he's over there frequently. But um, no, he's got, his own, he's got his own spot in Fort Lauderdale. So yeah, when you're in Fort Lauderdale, watch out. And, and aren't there a lot of yachties there? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's a major, probably like the biggest super yacht hub in the U.S. So everybody that's in yachting comes through Fort Lauderdale pretty much at some point. Um, so you know, a lot of people that know who I am, which is interesting. Are you like cool with a lot of below deck people or is it more winter house? No, no. So below deck was a, an extremely positive experience for me as well. Um, I, I still talk to most of those people. Chase is my co-star on Below Deck. <laughs> Shameless plug. Um, so, no, I'm still very close to all of them. I just talked to Lucy the other day. I just saw Mads uh, maybe a couple weeks ago. Um, and a lot of the other, you know, stars from the other spinoff Below Deck series come through Fort Lauderdale as well. So we all kind of like make an effort to see each other when we're here. Um because we're all here, we're all here at some point. Even Captain Glenn was here a while ago. We chatted a little bit, so uh, it's kind of a cool spot to be because it's the center of that whole universe. And even though yeah. I'm not totally involved in that universe anymore, um, you know, people still kind of associate me with it. So it's it's a fun time for me to be in Fort Lauderdale right now, for sure. How old are you again? Twenty nine. Oh my god. 
I don't even remember 29. Um, dude, okay. So <laughs> I don't even remember it. I'm that old. That's, yeah. that's, that's <laughs> <laughs> me either. <laughs> so you're on, you're doing below deck and then they're like, come do winter house. Were you like, what the fuck am I going, getting myself into? Or were you like totally down? Um, no. So, and, and both, both times that, you know, Bravo's contacted me to do their shows. Like I'm, I'm just always in like a like chaotic spot in my life where like, I'm just like, no way can't happen. Not a good spot. Not mentally there. Um, the first, when I first got recruited for, uh, below deck, they were, they were gunning hard and I was in a relationship at the time and they were like, well, we would prefer you to have a girlfriend. And I was like, well, my girlfriend to, to go on this boat show that I've never even watched. And then it just happened where like we split up anyhow, they reached out like a week later and I was like, sure, screw it, let's do it. And then that's kind of how Winter House was too. It was the EP from uh, Below Deck. They reached out to her and they were like, hey, do you, do you have anybody that you think would be good on a show like this? And she gave them my name and she called me and she's like, hey, I expect a call a little bit later. I referred you to this other production company and they're going to call you about Winter House. Have you ever seen it? I had never seen someone else when you have it. Um, so I did some quick research and then they called me and they explained it. And I was like, let me, let me, let me think about it. You know, it, it definitely took some coaxing. Um, just because really, of, why? It's because of where I was at. I was just like, it was in a hectic spot. I was like trying to, um, I was trying to slow down on partying at the time. And I was trying to like dial it back and a lot of just, chaotic personal life things going on um so it wasn't a good time for me to just like up and leave for two and a half weeks um but i'm so glad so glad i did so from now on every time they contact me about something i'm still trying to have a very open mind about whatever they're talking about because two out of two it's worked out and it's been an amazing experience so no regrets for could, leaving do quarter. you think this picture do you think you can ever cut your hair or like get rid of this at this point now i think it's yeah i think it's kind of synonymous with my my image um but there are times where i have these little like britney spears moments where i'm just like you want to fucking shave it off i'm gonna shave it off yeah just start fresh um but i'm glad i don't give into those either because i think i would regret it immediately i literally have like nightmares sometimes about like you know waking up i have to like make sure my hair is still there because samson <laughs> chopped off um, so yeah, I think, I think it's going to get trimmed a bit, but, uh, for now, contractually, actually, I have to keep it looking for a while. So. I'm sure you have to kind of keep that a little bit as, yep. as is, but like you're doing, cause listen, I've watched all Bravo shows, right? Below deck, you're kind of stuck on a boat. Winter house, you're stuck. It's just in a house. Right. Which one did, was harder to do? I mean, both kind of have the same premise in not the regards to obviously below deck, you're working your balls off, but like hot chicks, let's be single, let's mingle, you know, let's screw the crew maybe. Here, they're obviously not going to find you. If you were in a relationship, it'd probably not, you know, be the best for you to go to Winter House, uh, point in case Corey. So. Right, right, right. You know, what were you like, sure, like I can go play here or what were you thinking? Because Winter House is you're kind of still stuck with people, but you're just, you know, not working and you're probably drunk all the time. 
Yeah, I think I, I think I went into it pretty open minded. I really didn't know what I was getting into. Um, I, so like to compare it to Below Deck, I guess like in Below Deck, it's like we work hard and we play hard. So it's like we're we're but we work really really hard. So you kind of can hide behind that. There's the the premise of the show is already written, and with Winter House, it's like you are the premise. You know, it's like you are the storyline. You need to wake up every day and you need to be on and you need to be having fun and you need to be, you know, proving that. So, um, so that, that took a little, a little bit of time to get used to just that added kind of pressure. Um, but ultimately, I mean, I'm glad, I'm glad I went single. Um, there wasn't a whole lot of, I guess there wasn't as much romance as as people may have like been looking for out of the show um so i think that me and brian showing up with like just our chaos that we literally bring everywhere um was a much needed much needed part of that um yeah i can't imagine going to the house like in a relationship or in a situation shit um like Corey did like what insane anxiety pressure from all angles um so props to him for weathering that storm to maybe done it um, but yeah, I think, uh, I think it was a good mix of, you know, people who are there to really like have fun and party case in point. And then the people who were there to just like chill out and go skiing and do all that. So it's like, everybody kind of had, you know, their group and me, Brian and the Yachty's and a couple other people were always, always on the party full speed mode. So, um, I think it was, it was kind of fun to to see that and then I, I love the clips where it's like everybody else is partying and then somebody else is like going downstairs and like passing out straight up <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's like pounding music and somebody else is just done um, so yeah i think it, i think it was like i don't think the show could have been it was such a random group of people um and i i think it was really brilliant the way it was all brought together like just these personalities characters and you know, we all ended up just amazing friends. So I, I don't think, I don't think they could, you know, lightning would strike twice on that. I can't imagine like a better, more random. Group. Aww. Yeah, it was really. Do you know anyone? I knew Brian. Yeah, so I, I knew him from Fort Lauderdale. So he's the one I basically went to the house with. Um, and I had heard of some of the other Below Deck girls. Like I knew who they were, but I had never really met them. Um, so that was cool too, to be like people in your same shared trauma totally. from other seasons. Um, so it, it was, it was just such a random, but I'm not, I don't watch a lot of Bravo either. So that's why it was like, all right, I I'm coming in and I don't have any preconceived idea about these people. Um, you know, I just kind of took for, for face value who they were. I'm glad I did because pretty fantastic people. So you come in, you know, Brian, you know, nobody else. Who did you like instantly bond with? Who are you like? I like this person a lot. They're cool. Um, uh, truthfully, everybody. I mean, the girls always take a little while to warm up. But, but uh, yeah, I mean, the guys like me and Tom hit it off right away when he got there. Um, but like night one, Kyle was great. I didn't really expect like me, me and Kyle very different places just in our lives. Like completely different spots um couldn't be more opposite and it was it was cool to to uh to get to know him just because his, just see how his brain works you know, this next 
that my, like I'm headed into this next phase of life. Eventually he's got a little over a decade on me, but it's just like, it's cool to see kind of a, somebody who's doing it and doing it really well. And uh, he's gone through a lot of the pitfalls and able to coach me through some of that as well. So um, that was one that I just was completely not really expecting. Like, how am I going to have anything in common with this guy? And we ended up, you know, just sitting it off. With Daddy Kyle. Daddy Kyle. <laughs> it's so true. And then you didn't know Corey. Yeah, I didn't know Corey. Um, and that's another that's another one where it's, I mean, nobody's really like me. I'm kind of a weird oddity of a person. But um, that's another one where I was like, don't often get along with like super bro-y, you know, bros. I don't really, you know, know how that's going to go over. I have like experience like I'm below deck with like very insecure bro-y bros. I hope it's not like that because insecure people don't really like me. Um, and it wasn't any of that. So that was the only one where I was like, mm, maybe a little bit judgmental. And then he completely like flipped it on me as well. Wow. He's like, extremely intellectual. He's extremely like creative and artistic, like just completely opposite of like how he comes across. Um, and then on top of that, you know, he didn't always handle the situationship conversations well, but I was also just so impressed with how like well behaved he was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> from, from all of these women with the pressure from back home. Um, I'm, I just, I can't even imagine. And I thought he, I thought he actually handled a lot of it with grace. So, you know, that was another one that caught me a little bit off guard. Uh, and then it backs look at this all of these like bromances but like chick wise you walk in is it like I want to be friends I want to find the hot one and who I'm going to hook up with like what is your mindset going into this um I mean I was just kind of at a spot where like I, I knew that I it's a two-week vacation I know I'm there to party um so I knew I wasn't anything at all i wanted to go there single and leave single that was the mo the entire time and it didn't change um so walking into the house um i mean i was immediately attracted to jordan she's a beautiful girl um and i think i was just like stuck too much on party mode to really switch to like f full-on romancing like me and brian had been drinking hours parting for hours before we even got to the house from the airplane so <laughs> so by the time we got there like, we, were, we were ready to go and that was our that we literally like we're like all right coming in hot this moment <laughs> uh, coming in hot like we're getting in the hot tub coming in hot uh well we did a little too hot maybe <laughs> yeah. a, little, a little close to the sun kind of hot um but yeah, so, so so I mean, I came in and I was attracted to Jordan right away. And even in my like drunken blackout stupor, um, you know, that was pretty apparent. So I don't think, and, and then I never really switched that up either. I made truthful the entire season either. And still don't to this day. I love Jordan. Actually, she's coming down to Miami this weekend for New Year's Eve. I'm taking him out of the boat. So her and her friends. So we are still great friends. Have Has anything ever happened with you guys? No, no, we, we, I think at the end of the season, we had a conversation in, uh, the bar where we were just like, kind of like, you know, 
we didn't think this is how it's going to go, but like, how, what a cool, like platonic friendly relationship. It was nice. Start. And immediately after we got done filming, I, um, I got in, not immediately, well, pretty much immediately. I was in a relationship as well, uh, with an ex-girlfriend a long time ago that I wanted to try again. So that didn't really give like a whole lot of room for anything to blossom with these people from the house. So, but then we see each other for like six straight months, um, doing taping and audio and all that reshoots and all that type of stuff. And it all remained really close, but nothing romantical. But are you currently in your, with your ex? Didn't work out. For the second time. For the second time. Are we done now? Yeah. (laughs) Your third time is charm. Look, it's just not not a good idea. Okay. So you're single. She's coming down. You said that you've never really had friends, girlfriends without benefits. So what do we think here? Not even that. Well, that's a whole other philosophy. But I I think that... uh, Always open, you know. It, the, the the stars have to kind of align because we're both just busy, complicated individuals, and she's not the type of person that I would really take very casually because we're that good at friends already. So, Aww. I'm not in a spot right now to take on something very serious again post breakup. Um, so, you know, I think I think it's best to just be friends for now, and if it Something happens in the future, it happens in the future. And I'm okay and open to that. Well, the good thing is I have your number. And the second you guys wake up from New Year's Eve, I will be asking you if you guys did the nasty or not. Or if it is a new Alex, it's a new year. I have friends that I don't have sex with. Look, I'm growing. And I think that's the coolest. Switching that to a serious conversation, I think that's the coolest part about being on these shows is I get to watch myself from, you know, these different points in life. We recorded Below Deck in uh, summer of 22, and then we recorded Winter House in the winter of 23. So it's like I get to see and replay these periods of my life. And truthfully, that's what this whole week before New Year's has been for me. I've just been taking it so seriously, like planning everything out, looking where I was, where I am, where I want to be next year, where I want to be five years from now. So this okay. like this whole growth theme is just significant. And then on top of that, I'm going to be entering a new decade of my life. The, big the dirty thirties. Yeah. So it's like, what a cool opportunity for me to, you know, practice some of this self-reflection and make some changes. So you actually have like we'll sit there and watch Below Deck, and you'll sit there and you watched all of the episodes of Winter House. You heard? Okay, so like you were saying, like I see how I was on on Below Deck, which started first, and then I go to Winter House. Do you see a difference in you from Below Deck to Winter House to now? Definitely, yeah, yeah, definitely. The the last couple of years have just been tumultuous mentally and emotionally um so they're both at they're both filmed at different periods of that so it's it's interesting to have that kind of encapsulated in time um and maybe you know uh, coming off of below deck you know i was in a really really good spot um 
like I was sober for several months. I had traveled around, just gotten done traveling around Europe post filming. Um, and then came back to the States and everything was chaos again. And then I started with, um, and then Winter House was like six months later or something like that. So I've been partying too much and I was out of, out of it and then went straight into Winter House. So then there's like, yeah, it's like two different versions almost right. of my personality. And there's things that I would have done differently probably on both shows, but uh, I wouldn't change them because I just think it's it's cool to see the flaw. Like all of that stuff is just part of who I am now. So it's like, you know, while I would have done things maybe differently, I wouldn't go back and redo it. See, you know what? I like that because a lot of people are like, I would do things differently, but because I want to come across as like perfect, right? Like always on point, always like this is my best self, always, where I appreciate this because it's like, no, like maybe I did things. Maybe I fucked up. Maybe I did this or said this or did this. But like I can appreciate that because that helps me learn, grow, whatever. And by the way, that's fucking human, right? Totally. Like, Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You're not like an edited perfection, you know, piece of perfect, you know, even though your hair and your fucking thing and all this is. Yeah. Like, well, and looking what, beyond that. What a what a crazy thing to like have to maintain too. Like I don't I wouldn't want to be edited totally. to be perfect. Like I wouldn't want to put myself on a pedestal. And I think the main thing is that I think the the when someone's genuine, I think that comes through the, the TV screen as well. I think people can tell when somebody's not being who they are. And True. I wouldn't want to be anybody other than myself. And uh, that's a very flawed person. And I hope that the people watching the shows, you know, kind of get that a little bit. You know, they can kind of resonate with the, the story a little bit because it's really just my story. It's just like portions of it being captured displayed for everybody to see so as long as as long as you own own your mistakes and apologize where apologies are needed and you know use it as an opportunity to grow i think that you know the uh, story can continue on um but it's it's hard to see you know people who don't take this you know that seriously and don't watch the show or don't change one thing from season to season like it should be a continuous growth continued story you'd be surprised like i've interviewed i mean i've been doing this for over three years now i mean i've interviewed a lot of people and they're like no i don't watch the show i don't want to see it because i think that obviously that's very telling because then it's like why don't you want to watch it did you maybe do something that you didn't like or you said something or you maybe you got forbid you were shown in an unperfect way yeah and you can't face that right like that's very telling to me yeah, and I think you know, I think that we're 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 so blessed, and I'm so grateful to to have these opportunities because not everybody gets uh, to watch it back. You know, totally. It's like these these 
things that happen, they get distorted in our minds and we lie to ourselves about how it actually went down. We get stubborn and we don't apologize. We don't go back and make things right. And our egos get in the way. Um, so we're like so fortunate to have this opportunity to watch everything back, to have it all aired out. Um, you know, even with the reunion and everything, it's like, if, if you don't take it seriously, it's, I feel like you're just wasting, you know, a gift that we give it. Like we should be growing exponentially with these tools that we're given, you know, free. So I think that you are lucky to have, like, as you said, like a million people on the planet would love, I mean, how many people it's like playing in the NFL? It's like, how many people are yachties? How many people would love watch Bravo all the time? Like yeah. how many people would love to play in the NFL? And you know what? Most just, that's not in your, like, that's not in your cards. So it's like cool to hear that because most are just like, I'm a Bravo star and that's all you need to know. Right. As opposed to this, where you're like, I'm looking back. It's like rewatching tape. Exactly. I'm looking back at the game. Oh, I missed this play here. I swung and I missed big time. <laughs> Maybe exactly. I should have done this. But that's cool. That's how you learn and you grow with whatever the fuck you're doing. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. And like the, the moments that I have, the mistakes that I make are always so grandiose, I guess. So it's, it's, I wouldn't change them like watching these cringe moments back and these things that, you know, I did and I said that I, you know, don't really align with now or I wouldn't do again. Like people, people online will come for me and they'll be like, you know, you're so cringe here. You did this. It was so lame. And I'm like, right? Like, yeah, it was, right? I agree. I don't want to do that again. Yeah. But, you know, I'm What was mistake. like a cringe thing? Like, is there something that you can think of off the top of your head from either show that was like, I looked back and I was like, oh, Alex, like, okay, cringy. For me, it's always just, it's always just like partying too much, just partying too much. And then I like become inaudible. And then <laughs> <laughs> like I can see my eyes and like my family and friends when they're watching the show, they're like, Oh, that's there he goes. That, that's dropped. Bye -bye. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, like I have this weird thing with hot tubs now where there's just been too many scenes of me doing like weird drunk things with hot tubs. The Jordan thing was like hard, to, hard to watch to like kick off winter house with that. Um, and as gross as it was, like we just laugh about it now. Like, it's just so, so funny. And I didn't even know about it until the next day. Like it was just completely. Because so. you're, oh, that was the first, duh, you guys had been boozing for like forever. You and Brian started before you got there. Yeah. And it came in hot. So you know, <laughs> there's things like that that I regret where it's like, okay, I would, I'm going to do it differently if I'm so fortunate, you know, to, to be invited back to the winter house. Now I know, hey, First night. Don't go in the fucking hot tub. <laughs> you know, leave the hot tub alone. So, yeah, I, like I just, I wouldn't, it's, as hard as it is to watch and it's, you know, as much slack as I get for it, you know, on the internet, um, wouldn't really do anything differently. Like that's how it happened. That's how the story happened. And then I just, I'm just myself and then I leave it to the talented, the actually talented people who put these shows together to make the story happen they do an amazing job and what you see is really pretty much how it all happened so i was like i i was very happy with the show um like the editing and how it turned out yeah i just thought i just thought they they captured the um 
the amount of like love we, we all had for each other and they captured the sloppy moments really well and they made the when there were disagreements and there were uh, rifts in between people they they made it make sense you know yeah, stupor they made it make sense and they make it they make it so that you guys watching at home um can kind of be there with us and see two different perspectives um and they give us all i think they they very fairly give us all a voice as well to tell our side of the story so i thought like start to finish like from the time we filmed to the airing of the last episode of the reunion i was just like blown away by the professionalism and the you know, support and care and stuff that the production company and the network um, showed us and gave us for, for our little 15 minutes that is, you know what it's true too because it's like people or you know how they are they're like oh editing it's edited this way or i was edited this way and it's like if you said something or if you did something what it, you can't edit that like you said it you did it so i love when like they try to blame and i get situations and scenarios and like maybe you don't get the full picture of from editing like yeah. you don't get the full conversation so they edit in a way that's like a little manipulated but like in the end, if you actually said something or did something, I don't know how like that can be, like editing can be a cop out. Yeah, no, they 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 summarize it basically is what they do is they they capture the the energy that you were giving out, the message that you were sending out. They capture that and they make it a way that, that the viewers at home can kind of understand. So, I mean, if you're acting like an asshole, you're probably going to come across as an asshole, right? And if totally, you, if you operate with genuine intention. Do your best basically um that's going to come across as well so that's what i was saying before it's like it's so easy to see to me um just knowing how humans work it's so easy to see when somebody is being you know their authentic selves right you know when they are moving a little bit more intentional um as opposed to somebody who's trying to manipulate their own image and their story and stuff i think and i'm guilty of that at times too and i think that I think that's something that, you know, even us reality TV people have to kind of learn and adjust. I think that's an early on lesson. If you're going to make it is you just have to, you have to be yourself. Well, and Bravo audience, there's like smart as fuck. Like they can sniff out fake in a second and they can sniff out bullshit in like a second. So that's why I'm always like, ugh. like it cringes for me because I know already what like the audience is going to be saying. If someone is like trying too hard, you can just tell, like, it's just, you know, I, I don't know. Do you think anyone was like, I have an image and I want to just, maybe I'm working it too much instead of just being me. Yeah. Well, like I said, I think we're all guilty of it at times. Um, I for sure was, you know, coming into the winter house. I don't really know what I was supposed to be doing. I had never been on the shows before. Um, and I think for the most part, we were all kind of in the same boat, but there's definitely, um, I mean, there's definitely people that have been doing this concept for a long time that know how to kind of navigate it a little bit. Um, and not always, I, I won't say always, you know, to their doesn't always benefit them but right. um, i think that i think that yeah some people kind of come in with a plan and i think i was guilty of that in the beginning 
And then at a certain point while we were there, it was maybe only a few days in, I was like, you know what? I just got to get, okay. I got to give up control. I can, I can control me. I can control how I behave and how much partying I do, but I can't control, you know, everything and the anxiety and stress that comes from trying to control everything. Um, just completely ruin the experience. So there was a point where I was just like, I trust you guys. I'm going. I'm just yeah. going in. I'm just gonna I'm gonna be me. So okay, three things. <laughs> At the reunion, when they were talking about the kiss in the hot tub, and like they were like the slow motion and you were like, I could have moved fast. <laughs> <laughs> I was like to myself laughing out loud. Okay. But like, you know what? I was just thinking too, because it was like the last episode to your point of the genuineness, even though obviously people fought and there was disagreements, probably drunken, like booze filled, whatever. Mm-hmm. I remember watching like rewinding like a weirdo back when Schwartz came back. And the genuine, like, excitement. People, like, and I wanted to see, I'm weird like that. Like, I like to see how different people, it's almost like watching tape. Like, I'm a sports person. So I'm like, rewind it. Like, go out to watch the quarterback's doing. Let's watch the wide receiver. You know, I would, like, rewind it and be like, how did Corey react? How did did it? You know? And it was just, like, it was really sweet because there was, like, Madness with you and Danielle, and it's like Sam's there, and there's chaos, you know, with all that going on. But then Schwartz walks in, and everyone for a second was just like in a same state of happiness yeah. and like pure excitement, right? Yeah, and it's like so genuine too. It was. It was cool. It, really was, it really was just like a big family too. And like looking back, you know, you you all kind of have this shared. Nobody can really understand what it is you're doing. So you all kind of have this shared, unique experience. Um, and that, yeah, I mean, like I said before, you just see each other at your best and your worst. So within a matter of days, you know, it felt like we knew each other for, for our whole lives. So, right. Uh, totally. Yeah. Told, and, and then everybody in there was just so, so genuine. Everyone, for the most part, was you know, so genuine, so sincere in that moment. Extremely probably hungover. But it's very excited to see Tom. And we knew that he was going through a lot as well. So this was kind right. of a safe space. So I think we wanted to go above and beyond just to make sure that he knew that we were here for him. And he was very welcome back. It was awesome. It was awesome. That was like so sweet. And like you guys, like, I made your bed. <laughs> like, I missed you, buddy. Like, it was just so sweet. You guys are get, hopping back in bed together and they're like facing each other. And let's talk about our girl problems. And you're trying to get the fuck out of one. And Tom's literally trying to get into one. And you guys were just like, the way you kind of did this dance of like, I got game and shorts, like, man, you're like a rock star. I remember like, you are like a rock star. And then his voice, you know, his voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it, he doesn't have the balls. He can't even say Katie. And you're like, I just boned in the bathroom for like the 10th time today. But like, you can't even say the girl's name. We're like so on different planets. Like, and again, that was another thing. You guys are so different in your worlds. Like, different. right? So different. It's pretty pretty crazy yeah just like the i think that was the the thing for me is i was like with the show i was like how am i going to 
fit into this? Like, like what, what are they, what role are they trying to, well, I think it's pretty obvious what role they're trying to fill, but I think it was, it was just like, I, I don't know how it was all going to, going to connect. And I think nobody did. And I don't think, I don't think the people who like cast the show even expected it to go as well as it did. There's no way they could have known. Um, so yeah, it was really like a, a, a once in a reality world type of, you know, share house we had. It was so cool. So right now, Danielle, obviously everyone keeps asking about Danielle. You stand right here and you just said like, even though if I like made mistakes or whatever, I'm glad I did because it's learning. So that being said, are you happy that you did and had like the relationship or the whatever you went through with Danielle? Are you still like, I'm so happy I did it? Or would you be like, okay, if I had to take something back, I would take that back. Even though you got laid, I would take back. I'm going to speak very carefully, but I think that that's one of those things that, you know, looking back and knowing what I know now about where she was mentally and emotionally coming into all of that. Cause I had no idea. I had no idea. I was just there and I was partying. Right. Uh, so knowing what I know about her now, and I know her pretty well now, um, I don't think I would have explored it, but I don't regret that I did. Um, she's, she's a fantastic person. And it was a really, you know, there was a time that was first starting where it really was like, it was perfect. Tom's right. like friends with benefits goals. It really was. And we were communicating like, every day. We would have a conversation about you know, making sure we're on the same page and, had that go wrong before so i like was like are we sure yeah we're good we're still friends yeah um so i think i think there's things that i would have done differently but i don't regret the the interaction and the connection at all this episode is brought to you by shopify whether you're selling a little or a lot shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the, we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, you didn't know. You didn't know what's going on with Robert. Like, you're just – and again, by the way, though, if you do – like, women are – we're all fucking crazy. So at some point, when you are having sex with somebody, there is going to become feelings. Like, it's just – that's just how we operate. Like, we just have a different component to handling that than you guys do. And it's right. like – even, like, when you – at the beginning, when you see – when you see Kyle, like, okay, Danielle's going in. This is not going to, like, he, he just like, yeah. 
Daddy Kyle. Daddy Kyle knows, right? Yeah, and I think I think you know, I'm in tune enough to to understand some of that. Um, but at the same time, it's like when when somebody's telling you something, yeah, totally. Face every day, I have to, you know, I have to respect them enough to be like, okay, you said it. Yeah, that's that's where you're at, then that's great, you know. Um, despite me even maybe knowing that's not where somebody's at, so that's what I think I would have changed if I if I was if I was in the same situation again. Now I would just be a lot gentler. I'd be a lot softer. And I would be a bit more empathetic where with where she's coming from. Um, and maybe that, I don't know if I would really change the way I was behaving because that was all pretty, pretty genuine, but um, I would have definitely been a lot more considerate, I think. Not only her, but like how, how that whole situation would affect everybody else in the house. Yeah. Do you like, okay, yeah. do you think that you and Danielle had more sex than Daddy Kyle and Mommy Amanda. In in the winter house? Yes. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. I think uh yeah. I think. Poor Kyle. He <laughs> took the title on that one for sure. If Kyle could ever just come back to bed not passing out, maybe he would have a chance. But like or stay in the kitchen like with his you know no clothes on and he's eating like protein bars he's so great man it's like you can't i love kyle i don't know i, I don't love know. kyle you wrote you wrote that you know that uh, that code that developed kyle because he is one of a kind never change who so who right now outside of brian who are you close with in shorts <clears throat> Chick wise, like who are you closest with? Jordan, for sure. For sure. Oh, nice. Yeah, for sure. We I, I speak to her definitely the most. Um, but I also like I talk to Katie quite a bit. I talk to Casey quite a bit. Um, we also have like a group chat that is pretty active to this day. Um, so we've all stayed in touch, you know. That obviously I think Danielle isn't happy with the way you know whatever she saw she didn't like so right now right. that's there's a bit of a fissure there where I hope that doesn't last um, but yeah otherwise everybody I'm very very close with and Corey and Sam man I was talking to him before Brian Corey came on and I was like <clears throat> we were only like halfway into this Sam hadn't even come on yet okay and I was like, dude, and he's like, I know, this has been tough because it's like, you're doing Winter House and one thing is happening. And then when you watch it, you're in a different part of your world. And then when you do interviews, you're in a different part of your world. So it's like, timelines are all like fucked up. And it's true. Yeah. Life keeps happening. So even though we record these, you know, we, we go back and you're like, okay, what, what were you thinking in this moment? And what were, you know, how do you feel about this? And it's like, I have a whole new set of thoughts and right. issues and things that are in my brain now. Um, so I think that the, sh the taping of the show was really difficult on that relationship. And I think that the episodes airing were equally as difficult on the relationship, but also, you know, 
they had all that time in between those two things to kind of sort out where they were at and what had happened right. and how that's not going to happen again and all of that. So, you know, uh, I, I know from personal experience how much strain at that type of stuff being on TV can put on a relationship and I don't take it lightly, but I love them both. I think the relationship is, is solid. Oh, Earth. good. Yeah. I like to hear that. That was sad watching it, especially because I had like had talked to Corey and I'd seen Corey in a different light. And then Sam, and then you watch the episodes where Sam comes on and then you see this whole thing and I'm like, ugh, like, it, you know, it's like, yeah. The, and then you see the reunion where Sam's like every fucking day of my life, like we're fighting about this or talking about this. Like, I don't need to get it from you. I already have it in my own home. Right. And it was just hard to watch. And it's like, you know, yeah. I, I mean, I experienced something similar just off camera. So I, I totally, you know, that's how me and Sam have gotten kind of close. Is I just like, I totally know how you're feeling. You know, I, I understand where you're coming from. I understand the frustration. I understand all of that. It's all valid. Um, so I think it was maybe hardest. You know, of, of any of the cast members, I would say it was maybe hardest on on her just because of, of how that affects like every single day of her life everything everything yeah everything and it makes you second guess things makes you second guess people trusting people and like all of that so um yeah i i think you know she got out what she needed to get out and i think ultimately she handled it all right as well um as good as anyone could in that situation totally so yeah i big props to her for juggling all of that and good, big props to Corey for sitting in the hot seat you know i think a lot of guys you took it i think a lot of guys yeah would have would have just given up at a certain point um because i know how hard that can be and he really just sat there and took it and navigated that all so praying that that equals longevity for them and and he didn't give in drunken remember when jordan i mean there's multiple times when he could have i'm sure but like jordan like how, what do you think? I mean, there could have been a huge turn of events had he just gotten up and answered the door when Jordan was knocking. Maybe she wasn't coming in to hook up, but it's 3 a.m. Everyone's been boozing. The, the chances of something happening, you know, maybe just the tip just for fun yeah. probably would have been a possibility. If they're going to happen, they would have happened, you know. Totally. There. So, yeah, I think I think there was a few narrow, narrow escapes, um, but – all in all, I thought like <laughs> narrow. Like I like while we were there, I was just like, you know, I don't know you that well yet, but from what I know about you, we can tell that you're so sincerely yeah into this person. Um, and we, I like, I was like, there's no way you're going to do anything. It was very steadfast in that. Um, so that's why, yeah, that that just made me respect him quite a bit because I was like, with everything that's going on here and all the partying. All the mess and all of the girls and their mess and their pressure and all of that, um, you know, he he navigated it all pretty well. True, he held his own pretty well. He could have said differently, um, or made very clear, but I, I I was impressed. I was like, I was impressed. I was like, man, I was too. I was too, and I didn't like him pre-talking to him on side piece. 
I was like, you're just a douche. Like you're annoying. You're ex- so, I mean, I'm a lot, I'm loud, but like, I'm like, you are just, you take the cake times a thousand. And I completely saw a different side of him when I had him on. And it was really, it was cool. Like it was, it's, and that's another reason I love doing this because a lot of people want to portray themselves away or maybe they, you know, get portrayed a certain way that's a little more than what they are. And so now like it's, and like even us, like I knew that you were always here and like, are you like, you're always fucking here. You're never, I mean, you are, do you, when do you scream? Uh, ever? Not to raise my voice ever. <laughs> Truthfully, um, that hasn't always been the case. But yeah, I try to I try to be pretty, pretty present because yeah, the 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 ex, the exploding and the the over the topness of all of that. I think sometimes it's just a, a bit of a mask, you know. So I don't I don't really wear a mask. I'm just kind of like wear my heart on my sleeve. What you see is what you get. So. Um, when you're when you're that confident and you're that you know you know who you are, I don't. There doesn't need to be any kind of over the top exuberance. It's just like I can I can comfortably navigate all of these social situations as Alex. I need to like just take a a note from your book and just like just, like I am so, I, I, I but I've always been. I don't know why I'm always just like I don't know. I'm too loud. And my kids are fucking loud and they're maniacs. And it's like, I look at them like, why are you screaming? And I'm like, oh, well, no shit. Cause hi, I'm your mom. What? Like, I swear you got it. You lunatics. No, like, it's. Yeah. And we're all wild. I, so, I, I mean, if there weren't, there weren't outgoing, um, you know, bubbly personalities like you, then I wouldn't even look so chill. I would just be another. <laughs> I take that in the best compliment. Yeah, the contrast. The social contrast there is significant, you know. I love that. I love you. Wait. You give a voice to to people like me. Yo, okay. If you had to choose right now, Blow Deck or Winter House? Um, Probably the next question. I would probably choose Winter House. just because it's a little bit of a shorter filming window, um, and I love I love the idea of like us all just like turbo bonding the entire time. right. Uh, but that's I would love to do Below Deck again too, just because uh, I love doing that work, truthfully, and it takes you to some pretty amazing places as well. And the relationships I've made those people that are scattered all over the globe. Um, are equally as as genuine and amazing. So, I would say Winter House just because of its like slightly lessened impact on my day to day life. But um, yeah, that I, I would happily love that. Come on, opportunity again. Yeah. So, are we going to be seeing you again soon? Lord willing, Lord willing. Like I said, I'm, I'm just like I trust I trust these guys now a lot more than I. I did before so i mean if they come to me with any kind of concept or idea or something that you know i should be involved in it, i am very open to it um and i'm excited about what the future holds but i never know for sure so 
for now. So what do you do now? Just like gathering yourself and like seeing what's like, what's going to happen next. What do you like? What do you do now? Yeah. So, I mean, tr- truthfully, um, after, after winter house here, I've just been completely burnt out. Like I, the last I couple months between like the premiere date and BravoCon and reunion and all of that, like everything was just so much right in a, right in a row. I watch it happens live. All of that happened really fast. Um, so I was just feeling like mega burnout. So this, this last week or two, um, just been kind of getting my bearing again and then i'm good making some plans for the new year and some projects that i've i've been wanting to put some focus toward and i'm in a spot to find do so so there's going to be some cool stuff coming follow along um it's going to be yeah i'm just I'm, i feel so blessed and i feel so excited about it. it's been a while since i've been like got a plan i'm stoked about it and i'm in that spot right now so uh, and I feel so blessed to be so grateful to have had the opportunity. I love that, Alex. This well, was like I knew it'd be dope, uh, and I'm so happy that Brian, my my Brian, my Forever 21 dude, Everything. we bonded over our love for Forever 21 hard. I'm so happy that he said something and he said good things. Um, yeah, because that fucker made me chase him for a very long time. I don't know if he told you that little secret. She, uh-huh. He's he's notoriously yeah. a bit of a flake. So, you know, you gotta sometimes he needs to be chased. Needs- I can attest to that. Yeah. I literally in the time I reached out to him to the time he came on, had his entire cast of Family Karma before yeah. that little shit actually came on. But yeah, no, he had nothing but good things to say. Um and I, I watched back some of and listened to some of that podcast so funny just hearing (laughs) god just some of the things he says like from like i don't like we're me and him are very opposite too so like for me it's like okay i take things i digest it speak relatively eloquently for him it's just like first thing that comes to his mind like comes up for some people they don't meet men like me right like they don't meet guys like me like when he perfect just that that whole interview is so brian i think captured his little essence so oh about the show good well listen this was awesome i am checking in yeah. this is like the most fun like most chill like ever you didn't even ask me like any like hot tea questions i know you know why give me a break because a that's not how I like to roll. Like yeah. I'm not like dirty and messy. I say yeah. it for the real assholes that do it. And by the way, we've all seen it. You've gotten like enough from the whole Danielle drama. Like, like now, let's just the pump whole, the brakes situation. A bit. Yeah, it's kind of it's it's been overwhelming. Exhausting. I will say that it's been it's been overwhelmingly like. It, it, it just like watching it back and watching things that happened that I didn't know about and like some of the things that she was like saying to herself and <laughs> to me yeah. and stuff like like watching it back like the, the response has been overwhelmingly like supportive all there's a lot of emotional manipulation and, and harassment and I, I never thought of it really that way because I'm just kind of a people pleaser and I was kind of trying to keep it all kosher Right, the whole house to explode, but yeah, watching it back um, is definitely just like 
a little bit more volatile than I than I really ever intended it for it to become. You know, well, and you of all people watching her struggle with it was like hard too. It's like, that's, yeah, I care about Danielle a lot. She's, I think she's great, despite anything she might have to say about me. But I think uh, that that was hard too. Like watching her, like how I was negatively affecting her because that was never the intention. The intention was like strength somebody along, or, right, or like drive somebody to that point uh, of course it was so so watching the things that i didn't know about was like that situation was, was a little bit more than i think i was i was really thinking of i was very like caught up in my own world and i wasn't thinking enough about how my decision making words were affecting everyone else so well they always say there's three parts right there's the filming there's the watching of the back and then there's the reunion and there's three parts to doing like a reality show like this Listen. because you're filming it and you're in the moment and you don't, you don't fucking know what's going on in other rooms and this and that and the other. Then you watch it back and you get a whole new perspective on conversations, on people, like on interviews, like what did people say? And then, and then you have to then go and regroup with everybody after you're seeing all this at face them good or bad at the reunion. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, it, for me, it like, I wasn't that stressed about it, you know, because we had seen each other so many times since then and I'd lived through the actual thing. So I was like, if, if something terrible was said or something terrible was captured or filmed uh, that I didn't know about, it, it would have come to blows at some point in these interactions with us this entire year. So it wasn't until Danielle wasn't even mad at me um, until the episodes were you know, like we had six or seven months where she was still pursuing me and where we were still hanging out as a group and, and all of that. Um, so that's why, that's why when, uh, you know, there was anger all of a sudden, we kind of had our opportunity to be upset about this. We lived through it and survived it and have been friends for the last six months and now. Look, Did you guys ever do anything hook up again post show? No. No. It was just like friends. I mean, she she tried, but I, I learned. No, no last bathroom rendezvous? No, no. Other than the one that was filmed. That was, that was it. So, um, and then we became really good friends. So, you know, it, it, mourning the loss of that hopefully temporarily been the only fallout really from the show. Well, I hope you guys can, once the dust settles, like it just aired, you know, it's like, and that's why I'm, I'm not like, we're, we're just all watching the reunion. We all saw you guys. Like, I didn't want to like, try to like come in here and like, let's spill some more tea. Like you guys need a, a break, right? It's like. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that, um, I think that all in all, everybody walked away, uh, changed for the better. And now, and now Danielle's in a new relationship and, you know, I'm hoping that that is that she's able to navigate that better because of the like trauma she had to go through with me or something, you know, it's like, so I, I wish them all, all the happiness. Maybe that's good. It's like now she can just focus on this. Right. It's like, that's where your mind should be. It's just focus. On right. That. Totally. Focus on the love. Go where, go where you feel warm. That would be my own advice for her. It's like, hey, happened a year ago. 
you're going to be a different person right now. A year. Isn't that crazy? A year. Now, I hope it's time for annual rendezvous. Jeez. Who knows, though, if you see her and you just, like, do your little twist. It's on. <laughs> yeah. You can, like, never. The problem is, too, you're in, you're in Florida. It's just hot. Don't you get hot? I do, yeah. I, t- I tie it up quite a bit, um, especially when I don't want people to recognize me. So, like, I'll put the hair back, and then I'm just another guy. But then when you're ready for it, you're like, let's go, hair. Let's go. <laughs> I need to come down and go out with you and Brian, like the oh, mom. Wow. The old mom can come out and like rally again with you guys. That would be fucking anytime, anytime. What a way to start the new year! Yeah, I mean, this was just. I like. I'm so happy. Thank you. I'm so happy that we did this. I'm sure. so happy that we did this. Thanks for um, it's and space for me to talk and to share and do all this. Oh, now we have another look. <laughs> you see yourself. See yourself. In them. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! I can't oh, wait for you to can come on. Oh my god. Oh, that's what you look like. <laughs> Wait, why did I have a piece of tomato hanging out of my beard? <laughs> By the way, I'm so that friend that would tell you if you had spinach like in your teeth or shit in your like dash. I am. I would. Well, I totally would. A little bit disheveled. I fully intended to come in here today like fresh, ready to rock, came fresh from the gym, caffeinated, all that. Instead, I'm like crawling back from Miami <laughs> at like 9 a.m. <laughs> and I'm like putting on a laying down on my bed, putting my bed back on. Like, you're getting a headache just buttoning your butt. Oh my God, <laughs> and then you're like, whoa, she's a lot. <laughs> well, I don't have enough. That, and you, you're, now you're catching, you're catching very good one, Alex, right now. At times, I'm a bit of a, of a preacher. So. I like that. I like it. Listen, I would have liked any time. By the way, if it makes you feel better, I haven't combed my hair in like a week. So if that makes you feel any better. Oh, beautiful hair. It's so long and healthy. Yeah, it's so not all mine. Okay. Well, that's... <laughs> that's but let's go with that. It's mine. <laughs> so, Talking about being people being fake, I will like fucking tell you anything. Uh, probably to a fault. I'm the no, same way. It's, it's I, a pleasure to, to meet you. You too. You too. And um, I'll let you know when this is coming out. And then you will keep me posted on when you're coming out here so yeah. we can walk. I can't wait. I'm like, this is giving me something to look forward to out here. We can go to TomTom too. Oh my God. Do you know I've never been? Oh, yeah. I've never been to not one of them. Not not a not one. You need to swing by. TomTom's funny. It's hard to go there with Tom because he literally walks in and everybody just like pulls him in. Oh yeah, but dude, you got to see your boy. Yeah, well, and and the last time I went out to visit him, and I and I we had a night out together in West Hollywood, which was they just need to follow us around with cameras, truthfully, because this, this I can is imagine. so. Um, well, but, I need to do that too. I yeah. need you and Brian in Lauderdale, and I need you and Tom here in oh, in God. LA. You could sell that GoPro footage. <laughs> <laughs> That's like it's like everything that you think is happening behind the scenes of these TV shows. 
but like exploded times I mean, times i need too much. i need some of that to maybe that's, that's a version of, of being maybe maybe we'll do that we'll do it like a nice like healthy walk and like yeah. all that bullshit in manhattan beach and then we'll take it inland and then we'll get it going in gear where we go <laughs> it'll be a two-part <laughs> I've, I've got my dive bars in hollywood too they love all of i love it i'm so excited for this all right i'm gonna send you my number please we'll keep in touch we're definitely bonded for life now we should just do this every new year Dude, could it be the Alex and Melissa show? Let me in there. I got some. It could be calm and crazy. That's what could be the name of it. The calm, bad, calm, yeah. Something like that. Yeah, I like that. The calm and the psycho. <laughs> the calm before the storm. What? what? We're on to something. Or just maybe your third podcast. That's <laughs> <Yeah>. one more. <laughs> I love you. Okay, listen. Go recharge. Thank you. This was the best. Yeah.